name is Michael Bozy. Welcome to my podcast, Marketing Without the Marketing, where I try to teach you everything that I know about content marketing in little 10-minute episodes or so. And I've been doing this series uh, called the Starting a Business Series. This is the third part of the series. And you might be asking, hey, Michael, what does this have to do with marketing or content marketing? And really, in starting a business, the problem that I see over and over again in advising clients or mentoring startups, which I do here, or talking to folks who are prospective clients or even people who just, you know, invite me to have a coffee and pick my brain about starting a business or how to get the marketing program going. Common issue is that people wait too long before starting their marketing and I can see the impulse to do that because you want to get the product right or you want to get your suite of services down to where you can do it, do it efficiently, do it effectively, all that. The product is really, really important. But if you just spend all your time developing the product and then no time connecting with an audience and learning what's going to make that product work or more importantly, what's going to make it not work, then you're really putting your business at a disadvantage. So we do really want to get started as soon as possible with the marketing. And of course, as this podcast name implies, we want to do it without all the marketing, right? The things we think of as marketing, those you know, those icky, pushy, aggressive, self-promotional tactics. We want to be, well, we want to be a lot more soft touch about it. And that affects every aspect of your business, which is why this series. And also, it helps to learn from people who have done it already. This can be immensely valuable, which is why you see a ton of podcasts, a ton of articles with interviews and people sharing their experiences of starting their business. This can be super helpful in you know, just avoiding the hazards and the pitfalls and all that and working on things that, uh, that are going to give you a better shot at success. And keep in mind, none of this is an answer by any means. Your path is going to be different. Uh, but as long as you can sort of map that to your experience, take what you need, ditch the stuff that you don't, you, you get the idea. Now, I have video versions of these lessons on my site at controlmousemedia.com slash courses. Left a link in the show notes for you. And this online course is called How to Start a Business, a Case Example. It also has some worksheets and templates and other checklists and things that I use in my own content strategy. So uh, I invite you to go and have a look if that format would be more interesting to you. But let's get right to it in this segment. Uh, what I want to talk about today is in the early phases of your business, how to really get into learning mode and why it pays to connect regularly with your audience early, right? This may be a very small audience. It may be two or three people, a dozen people, whatever it is. You want to be talking to people early if you can. And that includes mentors, Mentors were really important to me early in my business, and they still are now in year five. But you got to pick the right mentors. So I go over a little bit about the selection criteria for the right 
kinds of mentors. And, you know, writ large, also how to develop a network, even if you're like me and hate networking. I, I, I don't know very many people, actually, in my circle of friends and colleagues, former colleagues, whatever, who really enjoy networking. Uh, it's hard work. Let's face it. Uh, but if you're going to run a business that's going to involve other people, whether it's people to help you with the business or your customers. So it's really, really important. All right. So let's get right into the lesson. Talk about finding those mentors, finding models, and really leaning into the learning phase of your brand new business. Now in running your business, I always say a bias towards action is great. However, when you're first getting started, your number one job is to learn, learn, learn. So think about this. In the first few months of your business, here's what I'd recommend and here's what I did in trying to just get out there and learn about my audience and learn about my business. When I first started, there were so many things that I didn't know about. I knew my audience. I knew that I could write to, to try to serve them. I knew once I had a client, I'd be able to serve them. But I didn't know things like accounting or you know, particulars of a contract or lots of other things. And when you're just getting started, you feel like you're failing every day. And you got to get used to that. But here's the thing that I would recommend is really, especially in the early days, find some mentors and really try to tap their knowledge so that you can get better at what you do, so that you can shorten the cycle on the learning process. Now, to me, there were two places where I would look for help from mentors. Now, the first was to people you trust, people you already know. And let me give you a couple of examples of that and just some criteria for this, right? This cannot be friends and family. Friends and family want you to succeed. They're not exactly unbiased. They will be supportive, but maybe overly supportive. They might tend to yes you or, hey, that's a great idea. I love that because they love you. They care about you. They want to support you. But what I recommend instead is you find someone that maybe you've worked with before so they know you in a work environment, right? That's really important. So they understand you in your work type role. But you're not working with them currently, right? So it's not a business partner or someone else, right? So their investment in you is not tied up in their own thing. But also really important is that they care about you as a person too. They want to see you advance. They're interested in what you do. They maybe know the sector that you're in or maybe not, but they have some measure of distance from you. And this is incredibly valuable to find people like this because, look, they're not the folks who are going to yes you. If they care about you and they want you to succeed, they'll tell you. They'll tell you the things that you're doing wrong, the mistakes. They'll try to help you, and they won't just yes you. And this is immensely, immensely valuable. Now, for me, I've maintained a few mentors from the beginning of my business. And let me give you a couple of examples. Uh, one is a guy named Chuck Johnson, who I worked with. He was a CFO at a startup that I was at. He gave me one of the first piece of, pieces of advice uh, when I was starting my new business, which has carried with me through, throughout running my own business, and that was when working with clients, always, 
when you're tracking hours or money or financials, always round down in the client's favor. Now, of course, this seemed counterintuitive when I was first starting, right? I was worried about where my first paycheck was gonna come from. So this almost didn't make sense to me. But now I realize in working with clients that this is a great thing because it always puts you in the position where you feel like you're doing the right thing for the client. Even if the client never knows that that's what you're doing, it puts you in this mindset or in this frame of mind that you are there to serve them, that their needs are more important than yours. And I just feel like that's been a really important lesson and was one of the first lessons that I got out of the gate. But I also have other mentors that I go to uh, very frequently where I have a new idea, a new project, uh, a new strategy. And these are folks I can go to and say, hey, is this a dumb idea or should I do this? You know me, you know where I'm headed, you know the trajectory of my business. Is this a good idea or not? And they'll give it to me honestly. And I really appreciate that. The second place to look for help is folks who are maybe two or three years ahead of you. Right? So look to people who are doing something similar to you, but are not super far ahead of you because you're not going to be able to see a roadmap to get that far. But maybe someone who's already tread some of the road that you intend to tread and they've, they're showing some success. Great. These are people to reach out to. When I started my business, I reached out to people who were complete strangers via Twitter, LinkedIn, and just said, hey, you look like you're having some success with your business. I don't know what I'm doing. Can you help me? Would you chat for a few minutes? And here's the crazy thing, is most often they did. They had no incentive to help me whatsoever. <laughs> and they were very generous of their time. And I learned a lot from these folks because, you know, look, it helped me see just a couple years into the future with milestones that were actually reachable. And here's the kind of cool thing, is a few years later, some of these folks are friends. Some of them I've never met in person. Some of them we trade clients. Some of them, if I have an overflow and I can't handle a client, I might send them over to someone else and vice versa. So these are people that I continue to learn from, continue to be connected with, and it was all just about reaching out randomly to someone and saying, hey, can you help me? And here's the thing. While that's great, I also feel like you have to pay it forward as well. So anytime someone comes to me and says, hey, Michael, can I buy you a cup of coffee and can I pick your brain about something? I almost always say yes, because I just believe that we, as small business owners, we need to stick together. The world is a better place when small businesses succeed, and we should be sharing best practices and stories and things that are helpful to one another. It's the basis of my business, but it's something that you can be doing too. All right, so I hope that you found that to be helpful. You know, whether it's the very beginning of your business, those first few months, or like me, if you're in, you know, year five or beyond, mentors are really helpful. I still find myself relying on them, and I hope that these criteria help you pick those same type of folks who are going to help you as well. So uh, let me hear from you. If, uh, if you've had different experiences, similar experiences, like I said, we're all in this together. And, you know, I love the fact that 
via a podcast or blog or social media. We can all be there for one another and share the things that work and share experiences, and it's a wonderful thing. And lastly, as I mentioned up front, uh, there's a video version of this series that I have on my site at controlmousemedia.com slash courses. You'll see it there on the, on the page along with my other courses. But I also left a direct link in the show notes for this particular course so that it's easy for you to find. And I've got, you know, worksheets and templates and other things as a part of this course too. So I hope that you find those to be helpful. And in addition to this podcast, I'm always developing more online courses, more materials, whatever. So subscribe if you want me to let you know when the next ones are ready. Uh, On my list, you get to choose what you want to receive and most importantly, the frequency at which you receive it. It's your inbox. I don't like to be pushy. I I like to live what I teach. Soft touch strategies. In other words, it's up to you. You get to call the shots, not me. It's your inbox, not mine. All right. Hope you will subscribe. Uh, Hope that we'll be connected. Hope that you'll reach out via comments, via Twitter, via email. I really appreciate the attention and the comments that I get from you. The feedback that I get from you, it helps me shape the show. And uh, I really appreciate that. Again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.